Good morning. Today we are going to be talking about modern day Europe and I'm going to be picking a couple countries that we'll be focusing on and then we're going to finish with what is referred to as the second industrial revolution. So the last time we talked about France, we talked about the Franco-Prussian War and Napoleon III was ousted from power. And so basically what is left is the Third French Republic. It's mm, it's it's going it's 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 on unstable grounds. It's um, you know, really lagging behind England, Germany, and the United States in terms of industrial revolution. Um and then on top of that, the French go through a really famous case referred to as um the Dreyfus Affair, and it's revolves around a man named Alfred Dreyfus. Um, he was a Jew, uh, French Jew in the army in France, and he was condemned to life for selling uh, military secrets to the Germans. Now, A, that's huge, just selling any military secrets, but B, think of who is France's number one enemy, Germany. Remember, like, the Germans ousted Napoleon III from power. The Germans are, are the reason that France is behind yet again. Like, it's this constant cycle that we've been, you know, talking about with France of, they, you know, get to this place and they're knocked down. So this is a really, really big, big um, event. And it splits the entire country in half. I mean, everyone was talking about it. Um, Right-wing journalists use the incident to push anti-Semitic feelings throughout France. Um, what's important is he is proved innocent, 100%. He's proved innocent. But what's important is, is that this led to a change in the government, and in the French government. And basically, um, this new right-wing government took control they purged the army, uh, they controlled religion, right? So um, by 1905, the church, the Catholic church and the state are officially separated. Um, and so why that's important is because this, the, the government supported Dreyfus's innocent, innocence. And so by being able to prove, like 100% prove that he was innocent, this allowed the government to kind of flex and show and be like, no, we're not putting up with this. We're in charge. So that's really important, particularly as we're creeping closer to World War One. So with that being said, you know, if we want to talk about Germany, um, the last time we spoke of Germany, we talked about Wilhelm I, who earned himself the title Kaiser Wilhelm I. And he died. And our next Kaiser is Wilhelm II. He's the grandson to Wilhelm I. And he is extremely aggressive. Um, 100% obsessed with industrialization and a very, very strong military. Um, one thing that starts to spread throughout Germany is the spread of the Social Democratic Party, which is abbreviated SPD, which I know is a little wonky if you're looking at the letters, but the way it's pronounced in German, it's the Social Democratic Party. And basically this this organization is left-leaning, more socialist, and um, the Germans just wanted, they wanted more participation in politics. They wanted more welfare working laws for the working class. Think of on the last test, that that um, little blurb that you, you read and had to answer those questions about, you know, yes, you can industrialize, but you also have to, you know, take care of the people and, and, and grant rights for the people. 
Um, this now brings us to our bud, Otto von Bismarck. Otto von Bismarck, so a couple things. First and foremost, um, he hated socialism. He hated the SPD. He tried to get rid of the SPD. The other thing he hated too, um, he issues what's known as Kulturkampf. And Kulturkampf was his attempt to make all German Catholics swear allegiance to the Germans. This very, very, very much backfired. Um, well, in the second thought, he was, Otto von Bismarck was unstable and out of control. And so Otto von Bismarck got fired in 1890. Now, why I have on your screen, what if dot, dot, dot. One thing that's really important about Otto von Bismarck that I want you to make note of. And I, if you're not looking at a map of, of Europe, go and pull one up. France and Germany, hard enemies, right? By the time the 1900s roll around, it's no secret that there's probably going to be some sort of military issue. Okay, and no one assumed to be World War One, but there was going to be something, right? So Otto von Bismarck knew 100% there was no way that France and Germany would be on the same side. Like they hated each other, right? So remember, Otto von Bismarck's whole thing is to, if you're going to get, you have to engage in war, you need to win, right? So Otto von Bismarck's big thing was to keep a friendly alliance with his neighbor to the east, Russia. All right. So at this point in history, Russia and Germany are in this friendly alliance. That is so, 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 so important. All right. So if you don't get that, um, please, please, please ask me in class because that's extremely important. All right, moving on to Austria-Hungary. We've talked about Austria-Hungary, you know, under the leadership of Franz Joseph. Um, a lot of ethnic groups as a multi-ethnic empire. In 1907, he did issue universal male suffrage. That is going to actually exasperate uh, some of these issues with, with the um, uh, nationality problem. However, under the leadership of Franz Joseph, he is able to control it. There's not a lot of, like, he's, he's able to focus the country on industrialization and moving forward in that direction. In terms of Russia, we talked about Russia, we talked about the Russo-Japanese War. The Russo-Japanese War was in 1904, and the Russians wanted to expand uh, to get warm water. At this point, we haven't talked about it, but the Japanese have gone through a miraculously phenomenal <clears throat> industrialization quest and are able to defeat the Russians in less than a year. It is absolutely shocking. Shocking. Um, so much so that the, when the Russians find out about it, the Russians uh, go to St. Petersburg, uh, surround the Winter Palace peacefully, but are protesting. They're like, how, how did we, how we, Russia, how did we lose to Japan, some random island country, you know, in the Pacific? And so uh, the Tsar, Tsar Nicholas II, responded by opening fire. This is referred to as Bloody Sunday. This is in January of 1905. And um, by October of 1905, he is forced to um, um, issue the October Manifesto, which basically is he um, is going to quote unquote allow the creation of a Russian parliament called the Duma. Uh, it's more of a, a puppet parliament, but um, that is, is issued in October. Um, one fun fact about the uh, Russo-Japanese War that I kind of glimpsed over is uh, Teddy Roosevelt, he served as a mediator between the Russians and the Japanese and actually got a peace prize for it. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was the American president. So that's your fun fact for the day. So speaking of America, um, we are an industrial giant. Um, we are into the progressive era, which basically, you know, um, the whole point of this is to eliminate problems caused by industrialization, urbanization, immigration, and a corrupt government. 
um, we go into our first kind of big war, not not first big war, but pretty big international war. And it's the Spanish-American War. But basically what this is, is the Spanish have um, control over uh, Cuba. And um, uh, it's this thing called yellow journalism, which is exaggeration in um, early newspapers, like, you know, social media. And so it's, it's, you know, oh, the Spanish, they're treating the Cubans so bad, we must liberate our friends, you know, go back to the Monroe Doctrine, we're going to protect our, our pals to the South. And um, then in 1898, the USS Maine, it's a big, big old ship, was attacked and sunk. Now there's zero evidence that this, that the Spanish did this. However, yellow journalism allowed us to um, you know, remember the main, remember the main, and go um, defeat the Spanish. And this is big, not only in Cuba, but in Guam and Midway and all these little islands and Philippines, all of these islands around the Pacific, really, truly important for, again, World War One. I. I had you read the article about Blackjack Pershing. Um, he fought in Cuba, um, was an extremely important um, general. We'll talk more about him in class. If you haven't read that article, please do so. Um, also, Teddy Roosevelt was also um, a leader of the of the Rough Riders in 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 Cuba. And so now, lastly, what I want to leave with is is what is this you know quote unquote second industrial revolution. Basically, with the first industrial revolution, it's mostly textiles, right? With their second industrial revolution, we have iron, we have the creation of faster and lighter machines, the use of chemicals, we have electricity, and um, of course, we still have urbanization. We have the official creation of the weekend, right? And so this, you know, with transportation, there's going to be movement of people. Like if you have the weekends off, movement of people. Um, so this will be, you know, breaking down the, the creation of the so-called nation state that we created not too long ago. Propaganda, also extremely important um, with mass production. Um, think of all the commercials you see. I know a lot of you stream instead of watching cable TV, but there's still everything is bombarded with commercials. Even all those YouTube things we watch in class, there's always like five minutes of, of commercials. Um, um, the... What um what, what uh the last thing I put a little clip on there for you is the um Belle Epoque, and this is you know Belle Epoque is the golden era in European civilization. Um, I already referred to it as the progressive era in America with Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson, and and essentially this is you know the good old days, the golden era. This is you know but 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 keep in mind kind of like that behind the scenes is you know this race for um, weapons and, and it's, it's, there's a lot going on. Um, and lastly, Tesla versus Edison. I'm looking at the time. I don't want to spend too much time, but, um, I do want to talk about Tesla versus Edison. If you have time and want to Google the two, they're really fascinating people. Um, I'm all team Tesla, but we will talk about this when we return. Thank you so much. Enjoy the day.